What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? And here we are. And here we are. I am fresh out of a nap. It's been literally one minute during which I got my headphones. <laughs> Did you have any dreams? I think I must have been having some real dreams because I felt very disoriented when I woke up. I had a really good dream a couple of days ago. Do you want to hear about it? Okay. <laughs> you know what? That is literally the response of anyone when someone says, do you want to hear my dream? <laughs> They're like, oh, it's like, it's it's almost like it's that and like someone telling you an SNL skit. It's like, oh. You absolutely just need to have like time to burn. If, if like, if someone wants to tell you a dream, <laughs> you really have to be in a place where I have all the time in the world. Might as well just have someone talk at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's absolutely true. Well, here we go with time to burn, which is, but you'll love it. I had this dream that I came into this. Jeremy brought me into a room where a woman was dancing uh, with her reflection, you know, like at a mirror. So there was, she was dancing in her reflection, you know, blah, blah. In a dance studio. In a dance studio. Yes, that's what it was. And, um... <laughs> <laughs> she was dancing with her reflection. I'm so glad you were able to interpret the dream wow, for me. Wow, what so a poem. She, Yes, she was in a dance studio. And... Dancing with her reflection. <laughs> And then I realized that it wasn't her reflection, but it was Michelle Mola, who oh. was just mirroring her. Incredible. And I ran to Michelle and scooped her into my arms, and the other woman and Jeremy disappeared. And I cried and cried and cried and cried until, like, Michelle's hair was, like, wet, like, from a shower. It was so wet, it, like, soaked all over her face oh, wow. like wet from matted hair from my tears while Michelle laughed hysterically the whole time it sounds almost like real life <laughs> it basically does I think that like tear soaked hair would be so chic because you know how your hair gets so good after you swim in the ocean yeah well isn't there like I'm sure there's some sort of like sea mist where it's just like salt water you spray in your hair I bet literally like it, it definitely is a thing I don't know what it's called, but it... Whoa, my buzzer just buzzed. Well, and, so, and now we know you're in New York. Is that your... Are you, did you, are you getting food delivered? No, I'm scared. Well, don't. Just hit the part where it goes, hello. Ask who it is. Don't look really? Yeah, Should yeah. I, okay. Say hello. Okay. Let's try it. How exciting. Okay. When's the last time this has happened for anyone? Hello? Nothing. You know, I, I don't know. Don't let them in. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm not. Look, I'm not. I'm not pushing door. No way. <laughs> don't push door. I'm A not new movie. Door. A new movie by by okay. Reed Bartleman and Jack Perry. I'm looking through the peephole because I'm scared. I do have a feeling that my Amazon order arrived. Oh, what were you? What did you get? Do you know what Jane taught me about Amazon.com? What? That if about you can... Amazon.com, please, <laughs> please. If you, if you um, continually order very small things from them, you're actually helping them to lose money, which is 
which is good. I don't get it. Oh my god, everything right now, Jack, is so scary. Literally, I'm looking out my window and like through the leaves of the trees into the backyard, all I can see is like the oldest profile of a head, like of a person. I don't even know if it's a man or a woman, but they have like, I'm literally going to take a picture. You're not going to believe it. Oh my God. Well, take a picture because that'll have to be the post for this week. Like now I'm starting to wonder if I'm still in a dream. I'm like, is this a nightmare? (laughs) That nightmare where I was recording the podcast and then I got killed. Oh God. Let's see. Oh, I can't oh wait God. for this photo. I'm so excited. Don't send it to me. Just have it be the post for this week. It's so hard to get this picture. I need a telescopic lens. It looks like someone's building a dollhouse or something. I swear to God. Okay. Hey, yes. So someone, so you see a profile of a very ancient person. Yes. Building a dollhouse. Or something, leaves. doing something minute. I love that. I mean, it's like dancing with her reflection. Okay. I mean, shh. Okay. I'm taking her out in the hall. Do you have a mask on? No. Okay. (laughs) I just looked over the staircase. There's no new deliveries. I've been checking all day. There's no new deliveries. We're going back. You're going to have to wash your hands when you go back in your house. Well, I didn't touch anything. Ah. Survived. Okay. <laughs> Just even you leave, like going into the hallway of your New York apartment building without a mask fills me with like, that was the scariest part of this whole story to me. Oh, really? You think that all the, what are they called? The, mm, someone told me, not the aerosols? particulates. The aerosols. There's another word for it. Another word for it. The particulates, I like to call them, I like. I call them the particulates. I do believe I made that word up. Um, well, as we know, we are research journalists, so I'm sure you're right. Right. The, the you know, the wet stuff that comes out of people that floats in the air. For three I, hours, they say. For three hours. Really mm-hmm. stays in the air for three hours. Uh-huh. Well, now I am scared that I left my apartment without a mask. <laughs> you know, as NBC used to say, the more you know. Or maybe that was ABC. And there you have it. Um... Um, the more you know, I feel it's NBC because I recall I the was, rainbow. Well, the star. The star. The, the star took the rainbow and I was like, the more you know, I think is how the song goes. I think it went, the more you know, like that. <laughs> You're correct, but I just wanted to sing any tune. <laughs> Actually, I don't know that I'm correct, but it, um, I think I'm more aligned with the kind of um, intervals that it was. Yeah. I have a recommendation for our listeners. Oh, okay. So I saw a movie. Okay. And I was, okay, well, first I'm going to tell a story. I'm going to tell a short story. (laughs) I was in Los Angeles for four months and, Mm. and then friends from San Francisco came in a car to, to find a passport in LA and I got the opportunity to stow away in that car and go to another California city called San Francisco for five days. Okay. And those friends were Joe Walsh and Lauren Strongen and Lauren's, mm-hmm. uh, Lauren's brother, Ryan. I'm sorry. And, and are they on the podcast this week? They are. I think Jeremy mentioned that to me. So I do believe it's, it's up to Jeremy. <laughs> 
Well, did you send him the thing? I like sure this? did. How I long sure is did. it? It's at least 10 minutes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So does that upset you? Cause you were hoping we all, we could stop talking now. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> You're like, Oh my God, can we, then we can be done. I was, I was like seven minutes. This has been about like eight and 30. So it's good. Oh, eight, and, boo. Eight, eight and 30 blackbirds <laughs> baked right into this podcast. How does that um, song go? Four and 20 blackbirds baked in a pie. Is that real? 420? That's like marijuana style. I mean, work. Right. I don't know. Anyhow, so Lauren Joe, someone. Ryan, so we go to San Francisco and we got rapid COVID tests in Los Angeles, which were mm-hmm. available. And um, we get to, anyways, we watched a bunch of programs as a group, one of which was a movie about Rubik's Cube that I believe can be found on Hulu. It's a documentary. It's only 40 minutes long. And I don't know the name of it, but if you Google Rubik's Cube documentary, you will find it. There can't be another one. And it was amazing. Wow. It was amazing. For A of all, to watch people maneuver a Rubik's Cube with the speed and dexterity that these people do is not to be believed. It's um, otherworldly. And then to see people's personal emotional investment in the Rubik's Cube is heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Wow. So highly recommend. Highly recommend. Okay. And how long was it? As long as this podcast will be. (laughs) Exactly. Which means that we have about 20 more minutes to talk, unfortunately. (laughs) Well, I have something to say, which is sing a song of sixpence, a pocket of rye, four and 20 blackbirds baked in a pie. Uh When the pie was opened, the birds began to sing. Now, wasn't that a dainty dish to set before a king? The theory behind it is uh, that it's about um, that the 24 blackbirds represent the hours in the day. Oh. And the king represents the sun. I guess there's something about a queen as it goes on, but I didn't. I didn't keep reading it. I because all that's all I could find was just that lyric. But I think there's something about a queen. I love too. that you did a really thorough Google while I told you the Rubik's cube story. Well, I was pretty sure <laughs> that no, I heard what you said about like that the way people are invested in it. It's like deeply upsetting, etc. Um, approximately, that's approximately correct. And and you said um, oh and then there's that there's that part where like that child is murdered. <laughs> I mean, remember that from Cola Scola has one and it's like and then they just murdered. Oh, it's him as Bernadette Peters, and it's like and then they just murdered that boy. And I don't like, remember that, but I knew like you actually did such a good impersonation of mm. Cola Scola doing an impersonation that I mm. knew it was to do with Cola Scola. Well, iconic. That's what you get as you get older. You just, you know, iconic. You know, I know like you really did just, your embouchure just like Cole. They just know what it is. It's a scene of um, uh, the, I, they're reviewing a movie. It's VGL Boys. And I can't remember. This is so back in the day. This is like 2008, I think. And I think I might be right on that year. Terrifying. And the VG, him and Jeffrey mm-hmm. are. Jeffrey Self. Yes, are. Um, reviewing a movie and it's Bernadette Peters though reviewing it and it's clear that Bernadette hasn't seen the movie and Jeffrey tries to review it and just like that's right and then they just murder that boy 
just so, murdered him. And murder. Joffrey's like, no, that didn't happen in the movie. Oh, yes, they murdered <laughs> him. Sometimes Jeffrey Self likes my Instagram posts, and oh. I, it's like a celebrity sighting. You know what I mean? Wow. I've never met Jeffrey, so, you know, I for haven't? Me, we should no. have him on the pod. I love Jeffrey Self. That would I be mean, very fun. Jeffrey um, Self has one of the funniest sound bites of a podcast that I've ever experience it was one of those moments where i had to screen record it it was i'm sure i didn't know how to screen record at the time so i don't Mm. know how i did it but Mm. oh i remember i played it on an ipad and i filmed it with my phone i can't 20 blackbirds baked in a pie i can't believe it Uh, and um the dog ran home it's a real like what that's so that's so analog it's like it's like when you sent me a clip of a movie and I was like, what's this? How'd you do this? And you're like, screen record. And then oh. you of all people taught me how to screen record. Cause I would just hold my phone up to like, I literally just came across like photos of me teaching you how to screen record by actually screen capping the screen record button and circling it with the draw me tab or whatever it's how called. How did you just find that? I was, sometimes I look through pictures. Wait, you mean just now we were on the phone? No. Like, oh, recently. I was like, yeah. that's incredible. <laughs> that you were like, well, and isn't that weird? Because now, <laughs> now I had this moment of knowing all this other stuff. Really no, good. no, no. I don't have many of those moments. Um, wait, so you were in, the- wait, you were in San Francisco. You watched that's that weird. movie. Was that the story? But you guys watched the Rubik's Cube documentary? Yes, that is, in fact, the story. (laughs) Okay. Um, We did also watch other things. I could tell you we watched... um, I allowed that they watch Cats, the movie, again, so that they could see it. And I did sit and watch it again. Second time I saw Cats, the live-action film. Wow, you watched it again. You watched it in total? literally total but what was amazing it's so tedious experiencing joe walsh crying with laughter watching it and that made it worth it that That, made it worth it that's really that's really incredible um i saw two really (laughs) incredible movies and i and joe walsh figures into one of them oh amazing um the so there's an amazing australian filmmaker named jillian armstrong and have you ever seen a Gillian Armstrong film? I don't know. Will you name some? So the first one we watched was My Brilliant Career. No. Um, by Gillian Armstrong. And <laughs> duh. And um, <laughs> the first Gillian Armstrong movie we watched was and it was My made Brilliant in, Career by Gillian Armstrong. And it was made in um, 1979. And um, oh, Gillian Armstrong did The Little Women with Winona. Oh, wow. Big time. Okay. Um, and, but my brilliant career is so good. I cannot recommend it enough. It has one of my favorite actors in it. Um, who is, uh, oh God, Judy Davis. I was like, what's her name? What's her name? Judy Davis. We love Judy Davis. And this is where Joe Walsh figures in. Okay. A young Sam Neill, who is truly one of like, Jeremy Parker and I kept gasping. We were like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Because he's so gorgeous. He's so gorgeous. You can't stand it. And we're watching it. And all of a sudden I was like, he looks like Joe Walsh. Oh, wow. I was like, wow. It's the very thick caterpillar eyebrows. 
it's like great eyebrows, like the perfect shaped mouth. Like, well, you're welcome, Joelle Walsh, please. Joelle. Please. You're welcome, Joelle. That's, is that a <laughs> name for Joe Walsh? Can I be yes. Joelle? I think it has to be Joelle. Oh, Joelle. Oh, Joelle. You're so gorgeous. And I really hope <laughs> that he, I really hope that he records this by using Lauren's phone to film us saying this. Um, he will. He will. He I mean, will. It's, it's a really good soundbite. So this movie is, it's, it's based on a book. It was incredible. I, it's stunning. It's, it, I, I recommend, um, you my know, brilliant career. Career. Yeah. You know, what's I love the most female... latest, what's the latest of the, oh, my brilliant friend. Oh, oh, we yeah. love that. We love yeah, my brilliant yeah. friend. Anything with a brilliant in it. She also made this movie that's basically a lot of like kind of 80 musicals numbers that are like made for the film, I think, called Starstruck. And that was quite good. I I also really enjoyed this. This is all on Criterion. Remember, everyone, Criterion, it's, it's $100 a year. $100 a year. I just remembered that I forgot to watch Pennies from Heaven. It's shocking how good You told me to is. watch you're, it like you're eight gonna, months ago. Yeah, I, I was like... What I th- I was like that's a long conversation ago. It's so good. You're gonna lose your mind. Well, maybe that's tonight. Maybe that's tonight. It's really good. Um, what else? Uh, those so those two movies. Those are on my rec lists. My recommendation lists. Um, uh, so tell me about oh, and you got to see Jamie Divine. My like, <gasps> I did. My dear dear friend, and you. Guys both called me, but I was, don't know where I was. I don't know what to tell you. I have no idea. You weren't picking up the phone, that's for sure. It's like, remember how Tori Amos sang, no one's picking up the phone. Guess it's me and me. Will you sing the tune that goes along with those words? Mm -hmm. No one's picking up the phone. Guess it's me and me. Gorgeous. Thank you. It's from that Hey really Jupiter, good. which was a song that was incredibly important to me when I was hey 16. Jupiter, I do Nothing's been the same, mm-hmm. so are you gay? Are we through? Mm-hmm. Guess The best version of Hey Jupiter, ladies, gentlemen, and other, is the Dakota version, where at the end there's additional lyrics that were not on the album. The Dakota version's on the besides was was it a concert in one of the dakotas no it's just called the dakota version and the final lyrics are um i go from day to day i know where the cupboards are i know where the car is parked i know he isn't you devastating that, that made it sound like a really weird song that sounded like one of your shows well, I mean, I, I can't say <laughs> that I am not heavily influenced by Tori Amos. <laughs> I think that is a pretty clear. A pretty um, clear. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, what were we talking about? Uh, the beauty of Joe Walsh. Oh, Jamie Devine, another oh, gorgeous yes. friend. And we had a really nice walk. Jamie did admit to not really caring for our podcast. And I said, I don't care, Jamie. It does not affect my love for you. And how did um, he phrase it? Um, I don't recall. So more along the lines of, I don't care for your podcast. <laughs> he said, I don't care for your podcast. <laughs> Jamie Devine, how could you? And also, I'm not going to pick up the phone the next time he calls. And um, he doesn't listen to podcasts. Well, I think it endeared him to me even more. I, I, that kind of honesty I find very appealing. 
honesty is important. Honesty yeah. is important. And honesty and being critical is uh, important. For sure. And, um, there was something else on the during our walk where he really dragged me through the dirt. And I thought, I love you. Um, I can't wow. remember. can't remember what it was. Well, she is a real Gemini. And, you know, I have to say that I have dragged her sometimes. And she's really been like, wow. Jamie, like one time I laid into Jamie so hard that he said thin ice. Whoa. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whoa. But that such is the dynamic between a Gemini, which he is, and Aquarius, which I am. And, you know, when when those two air storms meet, you just have a hurricane. Um, Where do I uh, fit to the equation? Do you just fan my flames? I do. I just fan <laughs> your flames. It's true. I'm like, remember we were in some podcast and you got really angry and you're like, I don't like it when I get angry. And I was like, I do. that's incredible it's true i love when you get angry when you go off i am like more please i am absolutely blowing on that like bonfire (laughs) absolutely absolutely oh wow i haven't been mad in a while oh wow really i mean there's low key like disappointment that is oh well how can anyone not be like utterly disappointed all the time um yeah we live in a age of disappointment right now so like if you're not feeling disappointed where where are you a disappointed and i'm i'll i guess i'll go this way right center and left like a disappointed like every which way it is like oh yeah you know it's really um I am, people are already like trashing Kamala Harris. It is like, it's like the the exhaustion of 2016 is like this, just like this, it's interesting. I love that you called it 2016. Because that, (laughs) because do you not remember like being exhausted by people being like, Hillary Clinton is a monster. Oh, yes. 2016 was the origin of exhaustion. And you were like, um, okay, so I totally have things that, like, I'm mad about. I get it. But do you see the, the, what it'll be like if it's not? They didn't, they chose not to see it. Which is privilege. Uh, Which is privilege. (laughs) Which can also be read as the privilege of witches. (laughs) <laughs> witch's privilege is amazing that honey that's a t-shirt if we were ever gonna have one witch's privilege is really good yep yeah uh, witch's privilege you heard it here first copyright um august 12th 2020 dance and stuff or whenever this comes out 14 i am so amazed that you knew the date that it is today uh, honey well that is because she is in a back-to-back email like she is working girl. I am sending. It's like the emails are. You're full Melanie Griffith with a crutch. <sighs> oh, that's oh, Sigourney, no, Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver has but, um, some crutches. Sorry. Yeah, but in a way, I'm like all that movie because I would want to be Sigourney Weaver, but I'm not. I'm like the I'm the girl on the ferry <laughs> who's like putting on, like taking off her like tennies and putting on her high heels and like you know grunt work. Wow. And then hopefully meets like some Harrison Ford or is that who it is? Who cares? Men don't Absolutely. matter. Absolutely. Garbage Harrison Ford. I'm sure that I am probably a person in like the department store spraying perfume. That's all I could ever be in that movie. Uh-uh. Nope. <laughs> Do you know who you are? 
Who am I? Joan Cusack. <gasps> and now and forever. Did you gag? Were you super super stoked? And I kind of want to put it out there that like, actually, when I, if we're to be the like, what actress are you? I think you're Joan Cusack. I think you're right. You're definitely Uh right. Because Uh I appropriated her persona from Men Don't Leave into my person (laughs) at a very young age. And... (laughs) And I can't get rid of her. <laughs> I'm so hot because I can't turn the air conditioning on because Jeremy oh, no. doesn't like it because he's like, it's really hard to take this oh, out. Wow. I am like I full sweating. I definitely have mine on. He's just going to have to deal with my really I cra- am, crazy room tone. I am sweating. I am like, <laughs> I like I'm behind my knees is wet. It's like soaking mine, wet. I'm, I am oh. too and I am in a coolish place. Wow. Um, okay, so then if you're Joan Cusack, who is, am I, is it just that I'm Betty Davis? Is it just that? Well, there's so many people. There's like Joan Collins, there's Betty oh, Davis, right. there's, there's probably some Jessica Lang thing. You're blue, you're my blue heaven, right? Jessica right, Lang. Right, right, right. Um, I mean, I'm definitely like Angelica Houston. Vivian um, Lee. Yeah. Sometimes you are a hundred percent. Gone with the wind, and then straight into streetcar named desire. Vivian Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a real. I I kind of don't. I don't relate to her at all in Gone with the Wind, but I super relate to her in Streetcar. I don't mm-hmm. relate to being like stomp, stomp, stomp. I really relate <laughs> to like straight. What's straight? A line <laughs> can be straight. A street, but the human heart. You know, I'm very like. That I don't want realism. I want magic. It's, I feel like sometimes you're Scarlet. You're like, open the curtains, you know. Um, that is absolutely like Betty Davis in any other movie. <laughs> Anything that has an intermission is also kind of like, oh. We had a. There is a movie of recent years of of um, that was sort of notable that felt like it could have had an intermission in its structure and. Um, Lauren's brother Ryan mentioned it in the car ride between San Francisco and LA mm. or LA and San Francisco mm. and it was met with unanimous hatred can you guess the film you mean the film was met with unanimous hatred by the people in the car would I hate this film you did hate this was film. it La La Land yes yeah I knew it <laughs> <laughs> I knew it I mean that movie I mean, my God, a white man saves jazz. I was just like, Ugh. as told me. in not four, but five seasons. You're incredible. <laughs> incredible. <Yeah. laughs> tell, tell our listeners again, the amazing story of how you were trapped in a movie theater and had to watch it. So I oh, was I sitting this in story. the largest, <laughs> largest movie theater at Bam Rose Cinemas for what was supposedly going to be an excellent movie going experience as the reviews and the the buzz was really good. Mm, it was psychotic and, um, how many people were like, I love this movie. Mm, mm. And I was sitting mm. in the middle of an extraordinarily long row, probably very close to the screen as it was very crowded because mm. people were flocking. Right, and you got there like five minutes ahead. And so sit down, watch the movie. And it started out with, let's say, summer. Mm-hmm. I say, okay, we get through summer. I'm like, well, I don't I like remember this, it. It's I winter. Guess... I think it starts in winter. Oh, winter. Yeah. And then I say, well, it's okay. There's only three to go. Then we get to summer. I say, okay, two mm. to go. I'm counting down at this point because I'm like, I'm over mm. it. 
instantly. I don't need to see a close up of Emma Stone singing ever. And so then I get to, uh, where are we? We get to fall. Oh, okay. We get to, no, 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 no. This? I missed what, spring. It was I missed spring altogether. How that happened? I was like, <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Wait, wait. I forgot that spring existed because we didn't have one this year. Well, because that's not true. You didn't have one this year because you, that is correct. You went to La La Land. Eternal summer. I did. I literally you went to You literally went to La La Land. And so then we got... So let's say it's winter, and then it fall. goes spring, and then it goes summer, and then it goes fall, and you're like, oh my god, this movie's going to be over. Mm. And I was like, thank the Lord, and then it said winter again. Yeah. And I I fully start, rolled my eyes, I neighed like a horse, I looked behind me to see if everyone else was losing their minds. They weren't, and then... Finally, the movie ended five hours later. Ugh. And were they filled with True just torture. like wrapped awe? I don't know. Oh. I was too overwhelmed by confusion. I needed to leave. I remember I got the screener for it because I was like, I can tell you one thing I'm not paying for, that movie. Like I saw a trailer and I was like, I'll blow my brains out. So <laughs> then um, <laughs> I got the screener and I was like, well, everyone said they loved it and blah, blah, blah. And... And I do, I mean, in my very limited interactions with Emma Stone, I found her nothing but a total, like, I just was like, I love her. She's amazing. She's cool. I I also, I, I thought she was great in Easy A. She's she's fine in something. I saw her be good in something. I saw her in the movies she was in with Parker, um, though I'm... What's that? Um, okay. I honestly uh, can't remember because it's a Woody Allen film and we know... How I feel about Woody Allen, oh, which is like well, gross. She, she also she has some good scenes in The Help, although oh, right. although she's certainly not the focus in that movie, Mm-mm. but she does okay. She does okay. So, she has a good wig. Right. So then, the, I turn the movie on. It's on. I'm like, I can't stand it. Like almost immediately, I was like, I can't stand it. It was something about like, just it was just so like bright, bright, bright. You know. And it's not, I mean, it's just my taste. I think it's quite clear from anyone that's not for me. And then people started dancing out of their cars and I was like, I knew it. And (laughs) then I think something else happened. I can't remember what it was. And then they started dancing together and I lost it. I like, I think I, I mean, I think I remember picking up my laptop and I was like, careful, you can't afford a new one. It was... Don't throw it. I literally... I was just like, no. And then I, like, scrubbed through to be like, what happens in this? And I was like, are you kidding me? I couldn't believe it. I know. Let's not talk about it anymore. Okay. Well, well, I'm sure we will. I mean, because lest we forget, it's how I was really like, this is when... I'd already been like, awards don't matter. And then that was the year where I was like, nope. Because... Had Trump already been elected? (sighs) Yes. Yes, wow. because I remember being like, Trump's America, <laughs> you know, because it was so, you know, and as I said, like, I love Emma Stone, but I was like, she was up against Isabel Huppert oh, for Elle. That was the year where they, where Warren Beatty and someone yelled, La La Land, you, but in fact, do you wanna it know was Moonlight. Who, yelled, who it was who yelled it with Warren Beatty? Wait, 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 wait. A staunch wait, wait. Republican. Faye Dunaway. Correct. <laughs> Correct. What did she do? She hit that gay assistant and called him my little homosexual boy. My I little homo. No idea. <gasps> Story's iconic. 
page six, realness, honey. It was how she's working on this one woman show. I swear, I'm absolutely sure we're repeating material here. There is no way I could not have told this story before. S- read, say if it sounds familiar. And okay. if you've heard the story already, well, you're hearing a bunch of stories you've heard forever because, wait, did we already have our anniversary of however many years we've been doing this? Way long ago. When? July? Well, it would have been episode... What? Let me do math for a second. <laughs> you can't do math. Uh-huh. 156 would have been it. And um, we're we're past that for sure. Oh, it'll work. Um, so it was, um, wait a second. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, where was I? Oh, Faye, Faye Dunaway. Dunaway. So uh, and I remember, I remember when the Oscars, uh, James Whiteside sent me this text of like, just before Faye went on stage, she was like nonchalantly like chewing cashews sitting on a couch. Um, there was something so pleasing about that image. Also, though, when I think about the Oscars, I think about Faye, of course, I think about Mommy Dearest when she's playing Joan, who pretends to be sick, which is a true story, so she didn't have to go to the Oscars in case she didn't win. She does win. But Faye's playing Joan, and she goes, oh, God, I hate this night. It turns every year into a crisis, <laughs> which is so wonderful to always think about in any awards situation, or if you're writing a grant, etc. But so Faye Dunaway, a year ago, two years ago, who knows what time is anymore, um, was doing a one-woman show about Katherine Hepburn. She gets fired, and then all this stuff comes out that she, on like the first day, they brought her a salad, and she said, the only thing the salad is good for is the floor, and threw it on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't want the playwright or the director to look at her during rehearsal, wow. so... They, like, guess couldn't give her notes. And she heard, she would call her assistant my little homosexual boy. And I really knew this because I think Peter Smith said that they want to do a show called My Little Homosexual Boy. And then um, uh, she slapped a stagehand backstage and then was finally was fired. I mean, there was many other things, Incredible. but it was really, like, you know, iconic. It's just... I heard another story which might be related to this show where... Um, this I heard on a podcast where Faye, somebody was, had found like a dressmaker's dummy or a mannequin. You've told this on this podcast. I have. Yep. It's, and it's from Bitch Sush. Is, wow, Jack. Wow. So maybe I am good at being like a recall dramaturg. I will say that I don't forget what people say. You're correct. And... I mean, sometimes you change the words, but you remember it happened. Yes. I definitely remember when things have happened. But anyways, um, somebody was yeah. do, doing the manic. I'm just telling for our right. newer oh, listeners. Great. All of our new listeners. We have so many new it's listeners. It's so crazy. Yeah, we had this uptick of like 50,000 new listeners. <laughs> and uh, it's exciting. Anyhow, go on, Reid. <laughs> It's a truly an ideal time to be listening to a podcast about nothing. (laughs) Um, Well, after all, when you pull the yarn enough, at the end, you get to nothing. uh, It's true. Mm. You just get to a little bit of sort of like wispy wool. So, uh, so someone has a dressmaker, a dressmaker's dummy. And a car, a car pulls up to them. 
The back window rolls down and Faye Dunaway looks out the window and says, where did you get that? And they said, well, I, I found it in a dumpster. She, where, where can I get my hands on one of those? They said, I'm not really sure. And she rolled up her window and drove away. What I really love is because I, I, I heard, because you played me that on Bitch Sesh and you've also told me the story before. And this is the first time you said something you would have said, which is, we're going to get my hands on one of those. That is an absolute <laughs> iconic <laughs> you I don't know where you ever heard that we're gonna get my hands in one I of those probably heard, I probably heard Joan Cusack say do you know who I actually who it sounds like it literally sounds like Amy Sedaris we're gonna get my hands on one of those it's I'm sure it probably it's is it's a Amy. very Strangers with Candy moment someone was talking to me about Strangers with Candy recently and they were talking about something and I had completely forgotten that I was on the show I was like what? talking about the show and stuff and I was like oh yeah I was on that and like seasons two and three, not amazing. Yeah, well, it's I mean, true. I remembered eventually, but it was just sort of like I was like, wow, wow. It's because it feels like you know a different. We have uh, that's we contain multitudes. Um, you really, 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 really wait. Do. Uh, oh yes, I did want to bring it back to Kamala Harris, Biden. Um, it's just a look. It's who we have to vote for. Uh, uh, you know, I, 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 I understand where, where people's ire with any any politician can be, and mm-hmm. um, uh, but I also want to say it's like Kamala Harris wants every American to receive two thousand dollars a month while COVID goes on. We would, you know, be like any other. First mm-hmm. world country in that, which supposedly we are. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we've proven we've proven that's not true. Well, we've proven that we are absolutely in socialism for the rich, and um, yes, um, and I will say, here's what I think about: I think are Joe Biden and Kamala Harris what we would have dreamed of four months ago? No. But I would be happy to sit down and have lunch with them. And I, mm. I think that they are people who are reasonable and who listen and who've had like reasonable lives. And that is so much more than can be said of the people on the other side. So much more. Yeah. I, I would never want to sit and have lunch with those monsters. Mm. Would you? I would absolutely love to have lunch with Kellyanne Conway. <laughs> oh, I, I feel I know that about you. I, I am completely fascinated and I want to know what happened. And I'm mm-hmm. also really up for her being like, no, these are my views. I just, right. I'm like, are they? I'm just like, I don't know. You're such a, she's so theater to me. Like, alternative facts remember that that was iconic it's like it's it's one of the more iconic phrases of the last four years it's the only one i can remember from that party like it is so alternative it was so because when you know when trump was elected it was like well if you haven't read Camus, now's the time and um it was like here we go it's just going to be kaleidoscopic you know, everything fractured, everything revisionist, and it'll infect everyone. Like, everyone will, like, just slide into alternative facts. Wow. And she was the one who kind of 
coined what we were all going to end up living in. You know, my God, it's like this thing of like, it's fine, it's fine, it's under control, it's going away, COVID's going away. This week, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, is the highest COVID's been in America since mid-May. Wow. Here we are in August, just that was reported this week. Um, the the numbers that are up, up and away, if, if, you know, if I don't know who, I can't remember who it was, they all sort of blend together. Florida sheriff was like, absolutely no masks. What? Mm. Yes, yes. Well, I have stopped checking in on that kind of the news because it scares oh, me too much. I, I read the news just because context, you know, like when you see that, when you have, it it explains a lot. It's it's something that I feel I used to not do to kind of be like, oh, I don't know. And and now, I mean, I a, a therapist said, read the news and then try to not read it after 2 p.m. Because your nervous system will need such a great amount of time to come down. And I think that's true. Look, adrenal, the adrenal crash is real. Your amygdala and hypothalamus yeah. are real. Um, yeah. But reading the news, I think, is is imperative. And if you can get, like, a world news source, I think that's great. Because, um, I don't know, I mean, when we... It, 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 I don't want to divorce Beirut out of this. It's like, it's... Well, also, like, U.S. news sources are have so polarized themselves. Oh, so my God. good to look elsewhere. Yeah, well, we are, we are absolutely, like, as I've said before on this podcast, the teenagers of the world. We are, it's... Yeah. It's a real... And it's so much of our cult of personality that is... It's very, very American. I mean, this... It's in our from Hollywood to the music industry to our politics. I mean, this, and that is this thing that I don't know how this sort of celebrity-ness will be undone, especially now that like there's, everyone has a personal magazine. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a real time of, what is news and all of that. So it is where, yeah, I do think looking, if you can, and there's many places to look outside for, uh, and it's always sometimes fun to just listen to the BBC because they sound so... Um, oh, fancy. <laughs> yeah, they sound real fancy. So fancy. Um, well, at any rate, I'm in New York now. Can you believe oh, yeah, that we're geographically yeah. near? We're, we're close. Well, and we'll figure out some way. So wait, so you're going to quar and then Jeremy said you're going to go visit your mom. I don't know. Well, I'll, it's possible if there can, if logistically it can be worked out, it's tricky because her home is, has that, you know how it is. You've been there. <laughs> a, a lot. <laughs> this is like our first summer. This will be like my first summer not going there since 2009. That's yeah, true. Yeah. Unless you want to go, but maybe you're, you're, I mean, you're already in a situation that's like, you know, sort of summer vacation style. Um, But, you know, New York is okay. It is. Let's talk about your flight. Oh, okay. Well, San Francisco airport is very nice. It was very, I took a red eye. So it was, my flight wasn't until 1030. It was very, um, that airport is run very well. Um, they had all kinds of signage 
for how to behave in COVID, like where to stand on the floor, what directions to walk in, blah, blah, blah. They boarded the plane from the back, which I always, which I think they always should. Like, I never understood why they didn't do that. Totally. And um, my plane was, in fact, fully sold, (gasps) which means that there were no people sitting in middle seats, but otherwise it was full. Um, I am. Oh, my God. Okay. And so everybody just had their masks on and it was nighttime. So mostly people just went to bed. You're and so sweet. Tr- Your kind watch- of strange generosity to the human condition is really um, always, when you do it, I find it really pleasing. Oh. oh so it was nighttime, so everyone went to bed. It's like a, it's, it's like some, you know, for me, I'd be like, I arrived into the capitalist juggernaut of these fucking monster airplanes that are have these are getting government bailouts for their sick corporate vampirism. And you're like, well, oh, the plane well. ported from the back for the first time, which is quite pleasant. And um, <laughs> reporting for the BBC. But, you know, planes are necessary and they're kind of a miraculous thing. They are. And, they shouldn't exist. Like a tin can in the air is an absolute. No, it's crazy. Scary. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I can pay a couple hundred dollars to fly across the country in five and a half hours is amazing. It and, is. It is. You know, it's like, I'm sure they're already losing a ton of money by not filling that middle seat on jet blue. But, um, oh, but it's also like a ton of know. money from where it's this thing that's like this, you know, I will not turn around our lifetimes so of like the people at the top of this place are like, there's not enough gold in my drink. You know, it's like, mm. it's just mm. the golden chalice of like the gold, like Trump has a golden bathroom. It's like installed in the White House. Ew. It's like, what's happening? Disgusting. It's kings and queens um, and like letting all the people at the bottom fight amongst themselves to the death. Anyhow. Well, I I watched um, some of Captain Marvel on my iPad, which is the Brie Larson Marvel vehicle. Oh, I, I remember enjoying it, I think, because anytime it's just about women, I enjoy it. And her mentor yeah, is a was woman. Annette Benning. That's right. And it took place in the early 90s, mm-hmm. and that felt like something. Mm-hmm. Um and Jude Law plays the villain, and that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but at any rate... He's a babe. Looks yeah. like re- related oh. to Christian Coulson. Yeah. 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 Um, and then I took a nap, and I woke up at, towards the end of the flight, and I watched this movie on the JetBlue screen that was called After Class, starring a pers- uh, an actor that I... I don't want to be mean, but I, Justin Long is not for me, let's say. Honey. Not for you me. You know, another person I've had some brief encounters with and um, really adored as a person. Really? That's oh, my nice God. He is so sweet. Oh, okay. so sweet. He's wonderful. Okay. But I remember well, good, auditioning for a film with him called Undeclared, I think. Yes. As a, I can't believe I was able to pull that out of the vaults. I never saw it because the role went to Robin, 
who um, plays Penguin on Gotham. Oh, yeah, We know her. Yes, yes. yes. And I, I love Robin so much. And I, I was fine that Robin got it. But I remember the casting director took his hand and he closed one eye. It was this queen from L.A. And she held her hand up so that my face was covered. And she went, it's so weird because you're, I was like 25. She's like, it's so weird because your body looks so young, but your face is so harsh. Oh my God. You would never be friends with Justin Long. (gasps) Mm -hmm. That was when I started to be like, I don't want to be in this anymore. This is... No, crazy no, 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 no. time. No, no, no. And no. And time has, time has had different effects on the two of you, but, um, who, who looks younger now, Red? Well, I would say from the back, Justin looks younger. And from the front, you look younger. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Here's my hunchback and, uh, my, <laughs> my old spidery hands. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. No. Um, but at any rate, uh, Kate Berlant plays his sister mm-hmm. and Fran Drescher plays his mom. Mm-hmm. And it's a movie that revolves around cancel culture in academic environment and also the death of um, a matriarch. And it's um, it's really well written. And I recommend people watch it. It's called After Class. After Class. Sounds a song. I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed, um, yum, 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 yum. And then I landed, I picked up my luggage, I got in an Uber and I, I arrived home at seven in the morning and all was well. My plants, which I thought would have been completely disintegrated, were thriving on the fire escape as if they were in a jungle. And, um, I, I was, I could have cried for joy. I love that they lived. Isn't that amazing that yours lived and even with mine being watered, they died? Well, mine were being taken care of by a neighbor for a couple months. And then that neighbor had to move to Florida. And thank you, Connor Yokus, for taking care of my plants. And then when Connor could no longer take care of them, I said, why don't you just leave them out on the fire escape? At least they'll have a chance of living. And they, they more than lived they thrived. Wow. Just put them outside. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's where plants are meant to be. So also a lesson for your dogs and cats. If you can't take care of them, just put them outside. <laughs> wow. I Don't really, really thought you were going to say dogs, cats, and children. And children. Just put them outside. We'll figure it out. That, that would have been a joke for one of your shows. I have been thinking of getting a cat. What? I know. No, you were thinking of getting a dog. I know, but then I thought, oh, God, you ha- really have to train a dog. Yeah, you do. You know, it's true. and I was like, well, what if I got a cat? And then they were just like around. And um, I, t- I would love a little puppy. Wouldn't it be sweet? Cats are just an animal that is around. It's like living with a moody like, small bunnies. thing. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like living with dust bunnies. Cats well, will I mean, come they have up. More personality. Yeah, cats can come up and cuddle with you and be super affectionate, and super sweet. I've definitely like, I've loved some cats. But also, like you, you, you don't, you never know what you're gonna get with a cat. I really thought you were gonna go, but also you, you Deuteronomy. 
and you were going to go into Whoa. like fucking cats. That is literally how uh, yeah. my mind snapped back to that. One during cats. Did Joe Walsh know? And Joe Walsh knew all the dancers like we did. Yeah, he literally could not believe it when Stephen McRae started singing. He could not. He was screaming with laughter. <laughs> um, but we okay. there's a scene in which. Okay. In which Judy Dench and the other cats are listening to Jennifer Hudson sing that song really loudly uh-huh. and with snot running down her face. And, and, you know, I guess Judy Dench is having a real turnaround in her thought process about Grizabella, which is Jennifer Hudson. And so there's one point where the camera just rests on Judy Dench's face for, I'm going to say 10 seconds which is a really, really long time. And it's, she's motionless and just what's his name? Joe Walsh went from sort of staring at the screen to screaming with laughter, looking at Judy Dench's face. It was so pleasurable. Oh, I wish Joe would have watched it with us when we saw it. Cause I feel like we were just mad. Well, no, we had, I thought we had a little fun. We were alone in the theater basically. <sighs> I just remembered, I thought, like, oh, this will be camp. And then I just, I can't, I just remember how bad the feet turned out. The feet. The feet. That, like, the white cat with the point oh. shoes. Oh, I Remember how I thought she was kind of good? At singing? I don't remember what I thought she was good at. Yeah, I think you did think that. And I think that Francesca Haywood, Hayward, Haywood, uh, I think that Francesca did a, a, a good job for someone who's a ballerina. What you know? is dance going to do? <laughs> <laughs> As I literally thought, wait, this is going to go on. This is like, yeah, it's not ending. This is not ending. Parker for like, when you go back, like, so she's, you know, going to be shooting in Canada for Lost in Space. And she's packing or dealing with all that. We've had some cries because I'm going to miss her so much. And um, I'm just going over. She got a call today from like Canada Central being like, we're checking in on your, you know, personal isolation plan. Wow. You must pick up the phone the next time we call back. That was like how it ended. When you get to Canada, they take you to, you know, where you're going to stay. You know, you, you get, I think you're, driven there by someone who's like all is like protected with like plastic Uh in the car you wear your mask you go into your place the door is closed and you cannot come out for two weeks and police check on you at various times through the day and they don't tell you when i've seen it peju chen pot did it david hallberg did it in australia this is how the only place where it doesn't happen is here and i i literally got off the plane from california and i like signed a doc or like filled out a little short document that I essentially was going, I thought was going to lead to receiving phone calls of people checking in to be like, just checking in or making sure you're at home and nobody is called. Well, as if that means anything, because like you have a phone, you could like pick up while you're like at, you know, a cafe or whatever people do. Well, I thought maybe, maybe they're tracking the like location of your cell phone or something. You can turn that off in the settings. Well, I didn't because I said, track me. You were like, I, it's crazy. I, it is this thing of like, um, you guys, what is going on? It's just uh, the full kind of chaos, nowhere, no responsibility. It's just beyond. It's beyond. And here we are, Kel Surprise. 
you know. Beyond. We are highest since that we've been since mid-May. The New York is doing quite well. Thank you. Yeah, New York. Well, I mean, you just flew in, so, you know. You're like, I I got off the plane and I immediately went to a Ponderosa where I... I, Oh my God, what is Ponderosa? I think it's a very Midwest thing, which I remember going to as a kid a lot because it's an all-you-can-eat buffet. So, oh, is it a Tex-Mex? Is it a Tex-Mex? I cannot tell you what the food was there. I can't tell you. It was... Okay. Picture a salad bar of like... It does sort of speak to why I think I used to make such bad food. I mean, I didn't really grow up with great food. It was very like right. dinty more beef stew. Well, and also jello pudding from the containers. You know, like that I know. Oh my... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because it's in one of my shows. You know, um... If meals... Well, wait, do you know who else had a really insane diet as a child? Yeah. Joe Walsh. Like, insane like me? Like, kind of... Yeah. He was describing how, like, he would eat sort of, like, frosted flakes in the morning, and then his parents would take him to McDonald's after dance to have, like, a quarter pounder. Oh, totally. arrive back home to have Fruity Pebbles as a dessert. Yeah, like, my af- if, if, like, there was an after-school snack, it would be, like... Uh, Tostitos and paste salsa. That sounds pretty good. It was good. nice, actually. That that's a good one. That's not as that's not as crazy as like. I, as I said it, I was like, I'm hungry. Like literally, as I said it, I was like, I want that right now. Um, I was like, that sounds reasonable. Yeah, it's not as crazy as like the egg noodles in like canned Campbell's. Like it's just oh. it's just different. Um, so that was been, and that's been nice actually Parker and Jeremy and I've been doing a lot of cooking and making a lot of sauces and, um, sauces. Mm-hmm, we've made various kinds of peanut sauces. We've done like sesame dressings. We, that are done in like a small food processor. We do a lot of like cold noodle and a peanut sauce with like, I do love the way in which that you talk about food sometimes. Cause it's as if it's like a person who's never seen food. <laughs> it's real. It's incredible. The way that you would say, like, in a small food processor, I was like, incredible. I was like. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? Because for you, it's magic. (laughs) It's basically magic. You're like, wow, that sauce got made in a food, a little tiny food processor. Can you believe it? (laughs) Well, I never, we didn't, I didn't have implements like that. And like, I still don't because like, you've seen what I make. I make like hot mush. And I, I, have, I've eaten it. I've seen it. It's, it's, it's pleasurable and also grotesque. <laughs> like we've been doing beyond burgers. Cause like during COVID I was like, meat is weird. And, um, same. Which, Did I tell you that about myself? Same. Meat is weird. Meat is weird. And I, I know <laughs> like we definitely have friends who are vegan and I've like super support that. And I was vegetarian for 15 years. I ate meat because I was told that I needed to for my blood and then COVID hit and I was like, you know, it's weird meat. And I also like this. Oh my God. This same, summer same, we were like, thing. I was like, you know what I don't want? Like I, I want it in nostalgia or like in this way where I like, I don't want it, but I like thinking about it, but I would don't want to eat it. Cause it makes me feel really weird is ice cream. Uh, oh, weird. That, I think it's a lot to do with the fact that we no longer walk. So uh, that it's that. And I'm also like, everyone's dying. And I just feel like I just don't want to be like, I'm going to have an ice cream. I, you know, I know that self-care and joy f- for yourself will help other people, but it's mm-hmm. seems to party time during a time yeah. of like extreme yeah. 
morning. Mm. Uh, yeah. Like Jane, Jane on a couple occasions attempted to prepare meat, uh-huh. and and all the times I would like it would go in my mouth, and I would immediately just be like, I don't, I don't know about this anymore. I you put it in, and you went, it tastes like ashes. It was, I was so skeeved out by it. I was like, this is animal. Yeah, we've never been okay with meat, really. I always feel you've been a little bit like meat's weird. Um, but we've been yeah. doing Beyond Burger, which I will definitely, Beyond Burger, please support this podcast. And um, I will do a huge ad for you. It is the best. Uh, I think it's my favorite protein. It tastes like burger, but not like meat. So there you go. Um, oh, my God. Wait. wait. Uh, we did a deep dive one afternoon at Joe and Lauren's house on a YouTube cook named Song, Yuk, uh, Song Young Longest. And and she is a Korean who uh, is lives in America, somewhere California, maybe it's hard to say, but she's a delight. She changes her look with every single video. And she made these Korean street sandwiches, which have like vegetables that are cooked into egg. And then you like put a little sugar, ketchup and mayonnaise and it tasted like a burger. Oh, send me that. Um, okay. Send me that. Beyond Burger is really yeah. incredible. It's main the main sort of like protein part, I believe is mung bean. And so we've been doing a lot of that. Parker made the most incredible meatloaf with it. It tasted like meatloaf. And then we have leftover. And I was like, you know what we should do is we, tomorrow we should have, um, uh, mac and cheese, like Annie's mac and cheese. And then, um, crumble the, uh, leftover meatloaf into it. And Jeremy was like, that is absolutely the kind of (laughs) dish you would make. Yes, it's correct. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's fully Wisconsin. Well, that's where I'm from. I don't know what to say. I know. I really see that smiling face on that white glove. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. Yes, you do. Oh, hamburger helper. <laughs> <laughs> and it talked, didn't it? Like the Pillsbury Doughboy? Absolutely. Don't you want to see a movie mm-hmm. with the Pillsbury Doughboy and a hamburger helper? Where yeah, they have sex? and they... And they we're their lovers mm. and they're trying to escape from the Kool-Aid pitcher. I'm into it. It's a good show. I'm into it's a good it. Good show. Um And then they meet the California raisin and Mr. Peanut. Ugh. I know. Work. It's a it's a good someone needs to make a, a digital short. It's really good. Yeah. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. Um We've been recording for a really long time. Well, there you have it. Um, I, I, uh, I, um, oh, oh, I have one more thing that I did want to. I believe, I believe in you. You can do this. Because I have been writing with, a little bit with Emily Johnson, um, who is a esteemed guest that I highly suggest everyone go back to listen to, um, just about it's uh I, I just want to talk about a little bit and have people check out what's just going on with the East River Park and um and how their uh that their maps are, have emerged that show how low income residencies uh relate with the destruction and uh, also a list of health enumeration of individual trees there that um are and the all of these the trees and these 
homes, which, and the, you know, the tree is giving us health, giving us that, these low mm. residency places of housing and the trees all being um, mapped out for remove for design of what yeah. they're looking to do with East River Park in New York City. Um, there are resources to get behind on that. Um, and uh, we... Last week's guest is also advocating yes. for East River Park, Matt Wolf. Well, that's how it came and up because I, as we were just talking about, Matt was just on, we were talking about you and yeah. And I, I, um, I'm disappointed in our Instagram followers um, for not liking our Spaceship Earth post enough. So I would advise you to go back and double click our Spaceship Earth post. Oh, work. All right. Well, there you go. Um, and also listen to that episode with Matt Wolf. It's an excellent episode. My mom really liked it. My mom now listens to our podcast, which is horrifying. Hello, mother. Hi, and, honey. Um, hi, mom. And <clears throat> she said that Matt Wolf seemed really smart. And then I also got an, a text from Justin Peck who said he seems really bright. And I thought, I thought, how old has Justin Peck gotten in quarantine? <laughs> <laughs> he seems... It's like what grandparents say. Yeah. Oh, she seemed bright. For East River Park, you can go to uh, eastriverparkaction.org and um, okay, and and get and get great. more information there. There's places to donate. It'll give you more context of what's going on here. Of of how this is, um, you know, it's it's supposed to be for a flood plan, but it's really poorly designed. It's not right, and so there needs to be more discussed. Anyhow. Um, we're now going to hear from who, Joe and Lauren? I don't know if we've already heard it or if we're going to hear it now, but yes, it is an interview that I did with Joe and Lauren, which is a research journalism update about COVID-19, the novel coronavirus mm. and how it's affected their lives on the West Coast. Mm. And it's an interview I was meant to have recorded in real life in San Francisco, but I forgot because we were doing puzzles mm. and, um... So this is a recording that I actually mixed myself because I felt bad. Oh. <laughs> and uh, with our, you know, best friends of the podcast, Joe Walsh and Lauren Strongin. Cheers. Love it. And uh, ladies and mother, we loves you. We loves you. We're recording. Uh, Where as am I? <laughs> we are recording. Hi, you're uh, you. Hi, you're in San Francisco. I'm in New York, and the irony is, is that I was just in San Francisco, and somehow we neglected to do this, <laughs> though I had been instructed to. <laughs> upon arrival, essentially, and I was with you. For, I was with you for a week, and then we puzzed way too hard, and. You know, we watched Cats, we watched the Rubik's Cube movie, we watched Search Party. There was no time no. to do uh, research journalism. No, we did you know? dumplings. Oh my God. That was really, that was a process. Yeah. It was hours, hours of fun. Well, hi, Joe and Lauren, friends of the pod. Hi. Hi, Reed. Needless to say, I would say, I would say best friends of the pod. I would say best. that. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Frequent collaborators. Um, and we checked in with you guys during research. Not saying guys, okay? We checked in with you folks 
<laughs> we don't. I'm. Oh, I'm not going to edit it out. I'm just admitting to my. Yeah, mistake. we we all We're have to. Retraining. We all have to retrain. Yeah. Um. So, what was I talking about? <laughs> the original oh. pod. Yes, we checked in with you when we did our initial COVID research journalism special, starring people from around the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you were representing the West Coast. Little did I know, Bobby Briscoe was in Sacramento, just to skip down the road. Uh. But I thought he was in Germany. So, but, you know, Bobby has been, Bobby has been such a, an asset to this podcast. I almost called it a pas de deux. It's not a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so anyways, we're doing a check-in. It's four, it's four months. Wait. No, it must have been more than four months. No, it's almost five months after research journalism episode now. So we're doing a five month check-in because it was March. Yeah. April, May, June, July, August, five months. We're there. Um, now if you're to try to think back to the brain you had in March, yeah. What were you what were you imagining would happen in the short term and the long term? I really thought it was going to be much shorter. I was like I was into it in a way. You know, obviously it was very scary and weird, but I also was like, great, time at home, I can bake and do things and organize my house. Felt like a little yeah. vacation. I didn't. I didn't realize the magnitude. Right. Endless. Endless. Um, I am sorry. First of all, if you can hear Orson in the background lapping up a ton of water and shuffling around, but he's doing really well as well. Nobody's sorry about was, that. No. Only Jack doesn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else wants to hear people chew, people lick, people tick, tick, tick across the floor. No, with their nails. the misophonia is too much. Um, okay, so I think that I, thinking back, it's like I felt like I was just kind of stepping into a new brain and mindset of like, this is the new us, and this is the new like place that we're in. And like, mm-hmm. I was not thinking of any timetable, anything. It was just like admitting the fact that we were in a pandemic was like the main goal. Um, right. And so I feel like looking back on that now, I'm like glad that I kind of, I started looking at it more like a recovery or an injury or something, you know, like, or the recovery from an injury. Um, basically like using the time like I would when I was injured with my knee and kind of trying to like find that, like, you know, what yourself is when you're without work and kind of like finding that sense of self and and also like losing that sense of self through this time because we've been away for so long from the studio yeah wow and what so all these months have passed now and lauren you got big news during covid which is what (laughs) i got into stanford (laughs) she got into stanford (laughs) (laughs) And you guys are wearing your apparel, Stanford apparel, from the scholar shop. Joe is wearing. I'm wearing all the swag. And I'm also so proud of Lauren. She, I was like on, we we went to the campus for the first time today. Um, It was a beautiful sunny day in Palo Alto. And 
it was like 80 degrees and it felt like we were somewhere else, which was great. But the just enormity and like beauty of that campus is so wonderful. And it like brought me to tears and I was so proud of Lauren and just like where she's come from the injury and the retirement and into so quickly into this new path of like academia and finding the like the goals within neurology and all these different pathways that she like opened up so quickly. And I'm like envious of that attack and also like so just so proud. Beautiful. I, it is fun to go look at a college, right? I, it's I, gorgeous. I, I sometimes forget colleges can be so beautiful. <clears throat> um, I didn't ever go to a beautiful college, but some colleges are beautiful. It's <laughs> <laughs> yes, true. Just, yeah. Um, my colleges were some of the ugliest in America because SUNY Purchase is famously perhaps the ugliest school ever built, and <laughs> FIT, FIT is just a block of buildings in New York. You wouldn't even know you were at a college. I visited SUNY Purchase one time when I was like looking at visiting schools like when I was about to graduate. And I recall it being like a lot of concrete in places or something or It's a hundred percent bricks. But yeah. like not <laughs> But not the kind of bricks that um like Stanford is made out of or like UCLA. They're not they're like the smooth kind that I don't know. So concrete's not far off, but it's just basically these weird brown smooth bricks. I know. It's I think insane. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's a terrible monolith with no plant life. <laughs> At any rate, now, Joe, you have been a part of things that are trying to think forward into COVID in terms of what dance can be, but also you, you, your dance with the San Francisco Ballet, which is a... Uh, employing you still yeah so i spent the majority of this past the past five months like on zoom calls as a delegate with agma and deciding what the future of our contract looks like and trying to you know figure out all the like logistics of like protocol about when we go back into the studio and all that kind of stuff that um mm. is beyond like pretty much anyone uh, just because we're all, no one's a specialist, but we are, have specialists that are helping. Um, and I'm super lucky to be where I'm at with a company that is in support of the dancers and the dancers' health and well-being first. And like, I know that I'm like so just fortunate to be able to have that. Um, but it was just a lot of time spent like face-to-face -face with people that... Um, I don't normally spend that much time with, you know, like we were used to seeing other dancers and it was like seeing management and all these people on the other side of the um, organization that I don't normally work with, but it, it kind of opened up a whole new light and like world on that side of things and seeing how delicate every little decision is and how, how like it just, is a windfall after that, but, um, mm. I'm glad to be where I'm at and, you know, we're figuring out some manner of getting back into the studio into pods over the next couple of weeks. Um, we are going to be like six at a time and taking tests every week. Um, and just kind of trusting the, your colleagues to follow protocol. That's like really all we can do. We can't partner. We can't be closer than 12 feet. Um, and they have like 
some filtration systems and things that they've upgraded that help the flow of air and hopefully all that stuff is going to protect us and people stay smart. But like that's starting in just a couple days. We'll see. And there's no like plans to start performing again. This is just a plan to get people back on a studio floor, basically. Yeah, it's literally just to give some people some space again and to feel like you're a dancer. Um, the majority of what we've done during this has just been the digital content. And, and then we did one filming that is being released on Thursday this week. Um, How do of, we watch it? So it'll be on like, you know, Instagram and all the channels and of San Francisco Ballet. Um, For free. Faux free. Wow. Uh, it's on, I think, probably YouTube. I don't know. I, you know, don't Got know. Got Amazon things, Prime. <laughs> 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 Sponsor um, us. Um, and that is like a film that's directed by Benjamin Mill, PA. And uh, I got to work with Justin Peck on a like distanced uh, dance, which was fascinating and really, really comfortable. You know, like Justin's a great guy and he, was able to, you know, kind of figure out a method really quickly for how we were going to do it. And um, I was like really comfortable with the whole process and kind of just like sending videos back and forth. Um, and it ended up being a really beautiful thing. Uh, there's other choreographers on that as well um, that all got to work with either a couple or a solo. Um, and then it was just like a small day of filming, uh, like six person max uh crew and it was just a uh, a really beautiful day in san francisco outside and felt really safe and i really like the end product i hope everyone does too um okay and lauren sorry joe i'm just we're good we're good knowing about that you got everyone's it gonna watch did you get everyone's it it's gonna watch the movie is that um, a good plug <laughs> I lo- it was a full advertisement for SFB dot dot movie. Yeah, except um, that I don't know where to find it at all. <laughs> Instagram will make that imminently clear, and if oh, anyone's not on Instagram, bravo, congratulations, I admire yeah. you. Um, Lauren, what is going? What is your aim with their, your Stanford education? Where are we moving towards? We are moving towards. Well, I'm finishing up my undergrad at Stanford um, with a medical, with an anthropology, like focusing on medical anthropology major, with the goal of going to medical school um, after I, or like kind of towards the end of the last year, I, when I was retiring, I started working with the Dance for Parkinson's program here Uh and did the training in Brooklyn and just felt like it was a great kind of like, I I knew I wanted to go into medicine from like a young age. That was always kind of like an interest of mine. And then recently the idea of like neurology and how the brain works and specifically like maybe movement disorders, because it would be kind of incorporating my dance background. So that was kind of, that's kind of where I'm heading now. Um, we'll see what happens along the way. Well, hopefully yes. less COVID and more school. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. I would love to, yeah, get in the classroom at some point. Uh, I dream that one day you'll drive to Stanford and enter a brick building with large doors. Mm. Yeah, me too. Me too. 
But also, you know, I guess in the meantime, I, I don't have to, like, leave the house. I can still stay in my PJs and do a full day of school, so. It it's is not true. all bad. It's not all bad. I mean, there are small benefits to our COVID lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll try to, I'll, I'll try to journal about them tomorrow morning. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You've got time. It doesn't have to be tomorrow. Don't worry. I have so much time to do that. <laughs> Um, wow. Well, you guys, thanks a lot for your research journalism update on, uh, the novel coronavirus in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And, you know, thanks for taking care of me out in California. Always. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like we're, fun? yeah, we're was. like, we're really missing that our buddy, you know, you're we, mi- yeah. you're missing the puzz component. Full yes. Puzz. <laughs> yes. Um, um, we, uh, also we my yoga, able- my yoga buddy. Oh my God. We did I our yogurt. Do, I just want to do yogurt again. Yeah. You can do it you without me. You got me, me to I- dance again. You got me doing Cunningham yeah, class. Cunningham classes. Wow. Big things. Ugh. You guys, I am literally an exercise-aholic, as you know. You really are. You really <laughs> are. That jump rope is just dust. <laughs> it's, just, it's just sprinkling away like one of the Avengers. So sad. Um, but, you know, we were able to spend time together because in Los Angeles, we were able to get rapid COVID tests, which are now a reality. And if you can find them in your neck of the woods, you can find out if you're COVID negative in 15 minutes or COVID positive in 15 minutes. And uh, I had I had a scare. I had a scare. You certainly did, Joe. And I thought (laughs) Joe's going to ruin this for all of us. (laughs) And no one's going to feel worse about it than Joe. But but, um, I mean, it meant we got to hug and have meals Mm -hmm. together and and be normal. So there's some normal life happening out there. Yeah, and there's a way. There's a way to do it. There's like there's a life protocol now that I think people can start shifting into. Like that was such yeah. a cool experience to be able to like, let's plan to get a test, and yeah. then we can hug. It like mean, it, was, it means so much. It was really cool to be at the San Francisco airport and see that like since March, it's become integrated into the airport culture. Like there are special made stickers on the floor that indicate like how far apart you need to be and all of the like copy on the plane in terms of the pamphlets and stuff. It's now all about COVID and then they do a video presentation about COVID. So everybody's getting into the game, Mm -hmm. getting into the COVID game. Some sticker company is making a lot of money. (laughs) Yeah. And those COVID stickers, those pre-flight movie actors are like making bank right now. Yeah, they're like, um, be sure to put on your mask and everyone have a mask on already. (laughs) (laughs) It's a layered effect. (laughs) Um, and if the masks drop from the ceiling, just mask every, so many masks. Just keep putting on masks, thanks. Mask on, mask on, mask. Oh, that's a song. That's a new, Mask on, mask on, mask will be the hit of the fall from, um, Lord. Um, <laughs> is that a thing still? She's I don't know. Back. She's so young. She can't. She has, she's like still a teen. I think yeah. we have lots to hear from her. Is she the person that's Anyways, married to Elon Musk? No, no, it's no, a different person. That's okay. Crimes. All right. Whatever. What? I don't know yeah, anything you're saying. Fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it really doesn't. Well, we miss you. Um, hi, Jeremy and Jack. We love you guys. We miss you. Yeah, you've been a real bright bright spot in this 
pandemic. Yeah. So keep it keep it going. Keep it up. Keep it we up. need we need you guys. Yeah, that's the thing. It's you really all. it's a it's a long game, you know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, get into okay, great. Say goodbye. Say goodbye. Say we loves you, and then we'll stop recording. Okay. okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. We, we loves, loves you. you.